It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. I did press record. Do your fucking job. Dude, what did I do to deserve this treatment? Realistically, I treat both of you very nicely. I got you a fudge pop. And I got you a glass of water. Where's my water? Where's my fudge pop? I don't see a fudge pop. Your water's on the floor. The fudge pop wrapper I threw away because you stuck that whole motherfucker in your mouth anyway. No, that was you. Yeah, that was actually you who stuck the whole thing. I'm not saying that I didn't do it. I chew my fudge pops. I bite them. I bite it. No, you gotta. He eats them rather weirdly, actually. I think it's rather normally, actually. Mm. Who eats it weirder between me and Alex? Christian, who shoves it all into the back of his throat. No, because you asked me to see how far well, we could go. I asked to see how You're far you could shove a popsicle. You're the one that prompted that. That's so lame. And what, what do you mean, lame? Lame. That lame seems that like a question that you would do. No, lame that you do something on your own accord and then blame it on me. What? It's, stop. Stop this. We can't... It's We are starting we, off hot. I just pressed record and we're already ganging up on me. That's your fault. You're we've been, winking. We've been warming up for the last 15 minutes. That's your fault. Oh, because I didn't do this breathing exercise. We're... <laughs> No, that's like for birth. Oh, oh okay. Mine, it's, uh, mine sounds like this. <laughs> and that's not even an exaggeration. That's, <laughs> that's not. That's very accurate. That's, I was hearing that from down the hallway. It sounds like someone's either dying or giving birth in here. Or both. This, I saw this guy doing it. He was doing it for like 10 minutes. They started like having spasms. One girl started crying. What? <laughs> One dude starts screaming, dude. It's like a spiritual it's thing intense. at this point. Yes, dude. It's intense. I'm telling you. Let's take five minutes afterwards and just do this. How, How about we don't and say we did? How about you don't and watch us to make sure we don't kill ourselves and we just take and like at every minute you can tell us the mark and we can just and like how about we all travel to a mountain like monks and try to regulate our temperature? Well, I think we should start by training now by doing this breathing exercise. I'm down to do it. We'll take a helicopter. I'm down to do it. I told Alejandro I'd give him 20 bucks if he could convince Otis Parker Sr. to do this breathing exercise. I better do it before this episode comes out then. Yeah, dude. Uh, Yeah. Uh, a twenty bucks, man. Really, I'm, if you I could, really don't think he's gonna be able to do it, but like it's, lay it's down on luck. the floor like you do. Oh. Okay, I don't know what no, he's, he's gonna sit on the couch when he does this. I will bet on no, I will. Uh, hit, getting him on the floor is a different bet. Getting, <laughs> getting him to lay down flat on the floor. Getting a grown a, man. A different, not just a grown man. To get Otis Parker Senior to lay flat on his back on the floor for any amount of time is a way different bet. If you tell him I'm to willing do it on to the try. couch, though. Yeah. Seated. Okay, but he could lay down on seated the couch. With you dinner. know he lays on the oh, couch. That's his that's natural his, position. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's his default. That's his default position. Dude, sometimes I come over to your spot and I forget that he's there. He scares the shit out of me. We're all just talking about whatever. He hasn't said hi yet. I haven't said hi yet because I don't know he's there. He's in the shadows. Sometimes I walk downstairs and I'll uh, I'll like joke like National Geographic. Oi, look at the natural Otis in his natural habitat <laughs> on the couch. Waiting for his next feast. He said, hey, Junior, can you give me a glass of whiskey? Yeah, that's very accurate. Wine. Hey, can you get some wine? Uh, give me give me some M&M's. Hey, where are you going? You going to Costco soon? Give me pizza. <laughs> oh, that's so accurate. That's good. That's no, but that's yeah, because we, we had to do that yeah. at one point. Should we pick up a pizza? On the no, way? we have pizza at home. Um, <laughs> we should welcome the baddies to the episode because... Uh, welcome. We got a show. Welcome. Welcome. There we go. Let's let Otis welcome them. If that's how he's going to do it, though... Welcome, welcome, welcome. Wah, 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 wah. Pac-Man, the Pac-Man welcome. The Pac-Man welcome. Okay, continue welcome. with it. 
That's all. Do, we got. do no. Do our whole intro. Do our whole intro. I actually don't remember it. What? Such a jerk. This is what this is what we get for inviting him. Remember this. Yes. Remember this. Next time you ask me if we can have Otis on the episode, this is how he acts. This moment right here, it yeah. is recorded and immortalized yeah. for that. all of eternity. Because we because he'll ask me, hey man, can do you think we should have Otis on the episode? And I'm always I always say yes. I never say no. But I do think I got, about. I got. How about this? Let me re- redeem myself. Let me get redeem all yourself. Right, here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> What's Welcome to ICBTB Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I want to welcome my guest, Christian Baltazar. Oh, we're the guest. No, don't mess it up. It's good. Alejandro Middleton. Thank Thanks you. for coming to my podcast today. Uh, do you guys know what movie we're watching or reviewing today? I think yes. so. Yeah. On three. One, two, three. Night, Night at, at the, the museum. museum. Perfect. Uh, and full disclosure, guys. I did not watch this film recently. I instead watched National Treasure. <laughs> same, same movie. Which is a movie we've already done on this did, podcast. Are you sure we didn't yes, say dude. National Treasure? I thought you were watching message. for recreation when he texted me. <laughs> I was like, okay. So he watched this and Night at the Museum. You were like, yeah, Disney Plus, bro. Watch <laughs> National Treasure. It does, say, it does say Night at the Museum. <laughs> it does. There are multiple. And I've, I've texted each of you like two times, three times maybe, saying, okay, Thursday, Night at the Museum. Too. Yeah. I mean, I understand the mix-up. They both start with N. They're N, both yeah. having to do with Same the history. Turning, yeah. So th- this is uh, a movie. The, the lucky part is I did see it fairly recently, just okay. within the yes. last couple of weeks. But generally, I like to watch our films right before we do our episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have a couple of facts about Benjamin Franklin instead of Teddy Roosevelt. So, you know. All about the Benjamins. And we'll talk about it. And there is the famous Otis uh, thing of him singing as a response. His, his attempt to ruin our YouTube platform. He's ad-libbing on something that's not a song. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. Wait, ICBTV can we talk about podcast. how my intro was? It was good. Was I, yeah, no, I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it, dude. You do, should be a radio host. Do, do, will you say, do you know our one-liner? Can you say our, our one-liner? No, I don't remember. Uh, ICBTP. Also the, known as? <laughs> it can't be that bad oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The place where even the worst movies can still be good. You didn't know any of that, huh? No, I did, I did. You no, haven't looked at our he website. He hasn't listened to our website. He hasn't listened in a while, I'm saving lives, sorry. Oh, oh that's, damn! That's yeah, actually something we can't him. rebuttal. Oh, Hit him with the save lies. <laughs> how about how about you stop lying to America and tell them that COVID's a fucking <sighs> sham? Holy shit, dude! No, that thing is real. Who are you, Brian Callen, dude? <laughs> Yikes! Um, who's to say? We watch Night at the Museum. Yes, it is rated PG. Thirteen. Uh, no, just PG. Okay, <laughs> don't try to don't try to fill in facts just where you like, don't. You're not even confident. You are very upset. You're doing the point and yell. I've it's never seen you act that way. It's such a funny thing. Don't do that. <laughs> it is PG thirteen. That's like when you try to finish my sentences and I, like I wasn't gonna say that, dude. But sometimes you were. Uh, fun fact about Night at the Museum being rated PG. National Treasure was also rated PG. Is this gonna be? An episode where you find correlations between the both. I got one more. I got one more for you. Not in the museum has a runtime of one hour and forty-eight minutes or a hundred and eight minutes. What? And I'm... National Treasure has a runtime of one hour and fifty-eight minutes. Oh, that's barely. That's barely a, 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 an association. All right, fine. Um, this uh, Night at the Museum has a rating of six point four out of ten on IMDb. Very surprising. A 43% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Super surprising. And a three out of five on Common Sense Media. Wow. However, the people can vote through Google. Yes. We call them Google users. users. What percentage of Google users, Otis, hmm. approve of this film? You know, I trust the people 
The people know what they like. Sounds like a politician. Twenty twenty four, Otis? Huh? Hmm? Uh, no, that, com- no, that confidence. Presidential campaign. <laughs> you got quiet. <laughs> President? Uh, I'm gonna go with eighty four percent of Google users approve. This. Excellent, excellent guess. And Mr. Balzer Square. Eighty nine percent. The correct answer is ninety four percent. Oh, even better. Um, <clears throat> Synapses coming at you here. Right at you. Dreamer Larry Daly thinks he's destined for something big, but his imaginative ideas never pay off. And in the desperate need for a job, he accepts one to be a security guard at the Natural History Museum. During his watch, Larry makes a startling discovery. Thanks to the unleashing of an Egyptian curse, the museum's animals spring to life after the building closes. Larry must find a way to save the chaotic situation. Dun, 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 dun. That was a that was a good synopsis. You know, I enjoy. I don't say this enough. I really enjoy your synopsis. Voice. He's done better at it. Yeah, it's, he's done it's, better. It's very smooth. It's very like. It's you know, nice. when the guy that does the narration for for movie trailers, when he dies, you should apply. No, 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 show. no, me voice acting. Voice you? Acting. Yeah, I'm gonna try. We should. Yeah, we should. Can worked. I do the next synopsis? Yeah, dude, totally. for the next movie that you bring up. Thanks. We have a budget on this film. I, I'm actually. I didn't hear anything you guys just said because I'm shocked to hear this budget. Um, it had a budget of $110 million. How much did it make? Otis. Oh, we'll let Otis go first. I think I have, I have a I'm going to go good idea. with $125 million. Mm, I think that's lowballing it. I'm going to go with 250 mil. So it's opening weekend. Oh, oh shit. You know, it's going to be a here. big number. December 2006. Wow. In fact, the 24th of December is when it was released. Ooh. Um, 30 million point four three three on its first weekend opening alone. Opening weekend. Opening weekend. In just yeah, that's two opening days. weekend. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. U.S. gross, $250 million. Hey, what the fuck? Worldwide gross. Okay. $574,480,841. I am enamored at that. I love this movie. I'm Half not surprised. I love this movie, too. Half a billion dollars. I love it. That is wild. This movie was huge, guys. Everybody, the first night at the museum, I think, is super underrated. I think we forget how good of a film it actually is. It was amazing. Because of all the sequels and stuff that kind of came after and kind of how campy this idea kind of became, Night at the Museum, We Bought a Zoo, you know, like this kind of idea of like a bumbling idiot thrown into like this well-known place uh, is, I think that was very popular for quite a while. This easily could have been a movie that was just like, oh, it's fun for the kids, blah, blah, blah. Like I watched it for my kids. But this, as a 27-year-old man, still laughing out loud. Yeah, and they're L-O-L. like, "Lol." Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're you're with <laughs> <Exactly>. the times. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Ben Stiller did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. I think it it touches on a lot of historical figures, which makes it fun for some of you history nerds out there. Otis, you are a big fan of history. I and do love my history. Um, so is Alejandro. I am. Hashtag. You guys always al- fight about history. I've also been to the Natural History Museum in New York. Yeah. Is that really the name of it? Yes. It's not the no. That's the, the sequel. Smithsonian is in Washington D.C. Yeah, and and I'm sequel. pretty sure that's the sequel. Battle for the Smithsonian, correct? Yes. Boom. Okay. Yeah. And then I always get the third one and the second one mixed up because the third one is I don't remember the name. Secret Tomb or something like that. I yeah. would think that one should be the second one. I've never even seen the third yeah, one. Should. Third one's not bad. Really? It's, They're all enjoyable. They all Same have their concepts, moments. Mm-hmm. But the third enjoyable. one is where I get that joke, huge Ackman from. 
Oh, oh it's from yeah, that. That's where I got that joke. It's the, yeah. Lancelot's running around and he's like, what's your name? And Hugh Jackman's like, it's Hugh Jackman. He's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even sound like a good fake name. Hugh Ackman. <laughs> um, from this movie, before having watched it again, what was the most memorable moment to you? Because there are mm, so many lot. scenes that popped up and I hadn't seen this yeah. probably like since 2007, 2008. And I'm like, oh, I vividly remember this scene. It made me laugh out loud. I will say, before I get to that, the museum, when I went to go see it, the lobby does not look like that at all. Mm-hmm. There is no big dinosaur. Where was there this shot no... then? Was it shot it in that shot museum? In, it, and was it, was shot just... in, it was shot in Vancouver. Okay. Oh. Um, but I have a feeling it was probably shot on a soundstage. Okay. I think yeah. it, so you, they had to set you it can kind of see that this, like, they reuse a lot of the same areas, a lot of the same hallways yeah. shot from different angles. I have a feeling that this was probably all done on a soundstage um, because even like the main lobby isn't even necessarily, if I remember correctly, looks like that. It looks different. Yeah. You didn't go too long ago. You went in like just a couple years ago. But when I went just a couple years ago, that was 10 years plus from when this movie yeah, was made. Yeah. So that's all. And I'm sure it's they possible. have multiple times. Um, but most memorable parts, of course, Robin Williams, rest in peace. Of course, rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, Owen Wilson as a tiny cowboy. <laughs> He's <laughs> yes, Jedediah. And then, Jedediah. Um, yeah. And then the other number one thing I I always remember what? is the dinosaur that pretends to be a dog. The dinosaur bone. Rex. Rex. Yeah. Um, something that I remembered was when he was having a um a slap fight with the capuchin monkey. Dexter. Yes. <laughs> is that the same monkey? I knew you were gonna ask this. From Friends and Ace Ventura. No. No. No, no, no. no. They look different. They do look different. Because Friends Monkey is more whiter. Yeah, has uh, has like uh, white fur around its face. The color white, not the skin. Relax. Um, uh, We weren't even tense, dude. I could see Otis's fire. (laughs) He looks happy. He looks happier than ever. Uh, When you do that. What about you, Otis? What's something you, when we say night at the museum... When you say Night at the Museum... You, you, think, you think of National Treasure? <laughs> no. No one thinks of I think of, of Sean Bean. I immediately think, you dum-dum, me gum-gum. Yes. Mm, the Eastern Island Heads, which... I immediately think of that. ...have been discovered to not just be heads, but entire bodies. Yeah, they just found that out. Not just, what, but... What do you mean? Recently. They kept digging. They kept digging. They kept digging and it was... Okay, There's what's the rest of the body bodies. look like? Is it proportionate Similar, to the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's huge. Huge. Yeah. huge. Because... It's already silly the, looking. The head's oh at 30 gosh. feet high. Does that sound about right? I mean, that's a... I don't quote me on that. I don't yeah, know. I, but that seems know. like the right number. I, I can imagine it being that tall. Alejandro fact. Yeah. Hashtag. Close Alejandro enough. fact. Um, no, but yeah. So this movie touches on a lot of cool things too. Also, like um, there was a space area in this museum. Uh, at the Natural History Museum in, in New York, they have the whole like... Um, what's that dome called? Oh, like Explor- an observatory? An observatory. observatory. And the guy who... Uh, <laughs> an entire and, exploratorium within uh, a museum? And the guy... Pretty much. No, honestly. And then uh, the guy who narrates it, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ah, oh, what a guy. What a guy. You do that thing where they're just like... Where you go in and they're like, this is Earth as it looks from where you're standing. Interesting, and like, yeah. And now, let's zoom out a hundred times. And it's like... And then you like wah, see the wah, Earth and the wah, moon. Wah. And it's like, let's zoom out another hundred times. And then you see like the Earth and the, you see the rest of the solar system. And then it keeps doing it like by hundreds. So by the time it's like... 15, 1600th times or 15, 16 to the hundred X times yeah. out, you're looking at like what we know is the known universe. It's crazy. They have something very similar. And then they'll be like, Beep, this is you. Uh, in the Museum of uh, Natural Sciences in San Francisco. Yes. I've just gone recently for a company very retreat cool. before COVID. 
um, Tom Hanks is the one that narrates that, but it does the same so thing nice. where it says, okay, this is you, this is earth. This is, uh, you know, Mars and mm -hmm. then like so on and so forth until and it, here is the it's the entire scope of the universe. It says like this is uh, OK, this is our solar system. This is a galaxy. This is like the billions of other stars that exist. And, and it just makes you feel so small. Insecurity issues. Okay. Yeah, insecurity. <laughs> it makes me feel, you know what I think? It makes me feel, I, I recently had this kind of like epiphany moment mm. of, you know how I always say like it, nothing really matters because we're on the spinning rock, spinning through the galaxy at a billion miles an hour. Yeah. It's all kind of chance that we're here. A mile to the, mile further away from the sun, we'd be too cold. Mile closer to the sun, we'd burn up. Like it's just sheer happenstance, right? So yeah. nothing really matters. But I think in that thought of nothing really matters, the only thing that actually matters is what I do. Yeah. And in, in your perspective. Well, in anyone's, yeah, of course, in your own. In, in like your, your, in your own, own. I mean that because generally. by thinking to yourself like, well, nothing really matters. It doesn't make a difference. I could just sit here on, on the couch and eat potato chips all day because nothing matters. Yes. I think it's actually the opposite. By saying nothing really matters, all that really does matter is what you do. Mm -hmm. Well, because that's what you experience. I mean, and that's a very existential question that you are asking that's right now. Word. Like, what, it, what matters? Mm -hmm. But, but so, <laughs> sorry, I just, it is, it is a big word. It comes around to, I, I'm a, related back to the film though, because it comes around to how Ben Stiller is. You mentioned earlier about how uh, his son mentions that he doesn't want to be, I don't even remember what it was, a doctor, a scientist or whatever. And he says, I want to be a stockbroker, like uh, a bond trader, a bond trader, like Paul Rudd in the movie, who is his stepdad, uh, or mom's boyfriend. Mom's boyfriend. Uh, and, Worse. Ben, and Ben Stiller, yeah, and Ben Stiller. Um, this is coming from three children of like successful marriages. Yeah, like ooh, our parents are all still together, and we're um, talking about yeah. But uh, but so Ben Stiller suddenly has this moment of like, well, I have to. What I do has to matter. Yeah. Working the security job, which I thought was going to be a nothing stupid job, is all that matters now. Like I have to do this, and I have to do it well to show my son. Doesn't matter what the cards you're dealt. You play the game. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. You you are motivated. I'm sure when you become a parent. Your entire perception of life and self-motivation changes. That's what they tell me. Yeah. I mean, like, we, we already get motivated, like, from the people around us. Imagine having, like, created another human that solely depends on you and looks up to you. Like, how much harder are you going to work, right? Uh, so much more. I think it's worth understanding when you have a, a small child that you need to, like, succeed for. Yeah. I think it makes it... He's not that small of a child. This is actually, like, a big kid he's like yeah. what 12 seven he's, eight no he's probably early he's teens. like 10 or 11 dude in the third movie they get a different kid really third movie oh, they, they get, swap them out they get the kid from the vacation the ed helms vacation oh movies. really yeah the older i'm brother. not mad because the kid in this movie i don't know if you guys remember he is not that great of an actor he's a kid yeah yeah but there are some child actors that not everyone good. just fucking can be a that kid is good well, is he in anything else I'll, I'll have to look at i was looking at something because i was about to play a game with you Okay. Quotes without context. All right. Let's try to do this. I'm going to throw a couple of quotes out. There are a lot of characters in this film. There are. So Have the, you played this with us before, Otis? No, but I'll learn. Well, and I'm going to change the rules just a little bit. Okay. I'm going to say a quote, and I would like you guys to tell me. Who said it? Who said it? Okay. Okay. Usually we play, try and give us the context of it, but gotcha. we're going to play who said who it. Who said it? First one's easy. All right. No problem, Gigantor. I'll give this to Otis. Jebediah. Jebediah. Played yes. by... Owen Wilson. Correct. Correct. Um, that's a great one, but I'll have to save that one for later when we get going. Oh, all right, here we go. <laughs> I just want to say the Civil War guys, so fucking funny, are the 
are the funniest comedic bit mm-hmm. of the whole movie. Well, because Ben Stiller will leave for a second, and then he'll come back to the room, and there are these uh, a reenactment of the Civil War happening right in front of him. So here's what, and here's what he yeah. says. He goes, Civil War dudes, you, you guys are brothers, for God's sake. You, you got to stop fighting. The North wins. Slavery's bad. Sorry. I don't want to burst your bubble, South, but you guys get the Almond Brothers and NASCAR. So, you know, just chill. Ben Stiller. Correct. I mean, who else would have that long of a line? Who else? But that is like my favorite. His, that like, is so funny. I his mean. like evening with, with the Civil War people. And they're like, oh, yeah. To have an opportunity to talk to someone from the Civil War who's fighting for the wrong side and like just try to like, hey, coming from like a modern day perspective, what you're doing is wrong. Some men are born great. Others have greatness thrust upon them. Classic. Who is it? Otis. Who is that? You can't just salute and not say anything. The president, Teddy. Teddy president Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. What number president is he? He was the 34th president. I, Wrong. I 26th. They say it in the movie. I don't know. I don't remember. I just guess. I you just, that's a good guess because Ben Stiller tries to guess in this movie. He was like, he's the fourth president, right? Who fourth is president. Who's the fourth, fourth president? president was Madison. Madison. Yeah. Ah, you guys are really good it with the president. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Adams, Madison, Jefferson, Monroe, Madison, Adams, yeah. Jackson. Henry. Was history oh, both of your guys' favorite subjects in high school? No, I don't like being forced to learn stuff. No, so I, you it learned it on your own. It was my favorite. I know it was your favorite. Shout out, Mr. Earp. Oh, mm, I had Mr. Earp for geography. Earp. I didn't have him for history. I had him for both. Yeah. Um, I love Teddy Roosevelt. He's actually one of my favorite historical figures. I know it's. A fairly inflammatory thing to say. I know he definitely has some flaws, but what hero doesn't have flaws? Mm-hmm. I think Teddy Roosevelt did a lot of good, not just for the city of New York, not mm-hmm. just for national parks, not just for the ecology of America, not just for the military and the armed services, not just as a president, not just as a senator. I think he did a lot of good for the world. I have a, I have a question. So, and we'll we'll get back to the the quotes without context in a second. But I didn't want to ask both of you guys since you guys do know a little more history than I do. Um, uh, Sacagawea and and Teddy Roosevelt. In this movie, uh, Robin Williams has a thing for her. Has a thing for her. Looks at her from a distance, but gets like gun shy and does which like was, not want to talk to her. Which was fairly um, inflammatory. Quite a lot of people had a problem with that. Because you were saying that like Teddy Roosevelt ha- did have a, a certain uh, viewpoint of Native Americans at the time. He has been quoted as referring to them as savages. Damn. He had Damn. battles with them. But you have to keep in mind at the time when he was. He's also he's what I learned about Teddy Roosevelt is he's also a fake cowboy. Uh-huh. Like all of the a lot of the cool stuff we know about him about him like going and conquering the West, that was after like he spent time learning to be a lawyer in New York. His wife died and he was like, I can't handle the sadness. I'm gonna move to Montana. And he moved to Montana and just was living on the frontier for a handful of years. Uh-huh. And then that's when he fell in love with nature. That's when he kind of and went to became Half what he, Dome and what and, he is now or what he's perceived into, as now. Correct, correct. But he still, I mean, probably didn't help the Native Americans as much as we would have liked any president to do in the past. But, I mean, again, I do find heroes it interesting. have flaws. Why did they choose Teddy Roosevelt and Sacagawea to be the romantic interests for each other? Well, the museum, the Natural History Museum in New York is dedicated to Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. That's uh, And that's why his, that's he's why such he's a there. pivotal character in this movie. Correct. Yes. I think Sacagawea makes a... a she's a strong female historical figure mm-hmm. who it's easy to give that the the romantic lead without having our main character 
the one who's in the romance. Yeah. I think they had to shift it over and they just went to the B character and gave them the romance. Yeah. Because my movie brain says, you have to have a romance. It's not going to sell without a love story. Yeah. So uh, doesn't Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, I think does have a romance in this. He has with the, with the fine ass, uh, Amy Adams. Front, no, it's that's not Amy three. Adams. It's that's the front number, lady. That's right. No, two. She's oh, because Amy Adams is, in, uh, is Amelia, Amelia Earhart. Earhart. Yeah. How crazy is that? Okay. If you guys had to choose to to get at one historical figure, because I mean they made this a reality in this movie, or in the second movie, for a real person, quote unquote, like Ben Stiller to fall in love with a historical figure like Amelia Earhart, who's your pick? And I know. Uh, give, me, give me a give me a second. I know that that's a that's a tough question. I mean because there are are so many. I don't even know. I can't even answer that. There are so many women that existed in history and were very pivotal that. How do you choose? I got mine. I got mine. Go ahead. Jackie Kennedy. Jackie Kennedy. All right, let's hear it. Why? Have you seen Jackie Onassis, bro? She's one of the prettiest women ever. And strong, smart. She was able to handle some shit. Mm-hmm. She watched her husband's brains get blown out in front of her. Man, that'll that'll toughen that'll you it. up. She must be calloused like crazy. Well, she turned around that. and made incredible clothes. Okay, how about you? Or Audrey Hepburn. Oh, is she considered a historical figure? Is she? Yeah. She worked for like NATO and shit like that, guys. Come on. Okay. She All was right. like the UNICEF ambassador and stuff like that. All right, like fair that. enough. Didn't know that. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. Oh. oh. Okay. The first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your disgust is lessened? <laughs> it's about the same. Queen royalty. Do you really think the queens are pretty? Who said it was about being pretty? You just want to be. It's traits. You're not, not Queen Victoria? Because I feel like Queen, by being a Queen Victoria, she gives you like countries. Like she gave Germany to that dude and Russia. That's why like the Tsar and the Kaiser and the King were all related because yeah. they're all descendants of Victoria. Mm-hmm. She was literally like giving countries away. Uh-huh. This is true. And so do you want to keep? Of Ooh, or Joan of, of Arc. I was thinking Joan she of Arc, but, she, I'm but not. she would have been like that dominatrix kind of thing. Yeah. I think oh, I don't which know. You is this slanderous? Into. That is kind of slanderous. Did She's just, like, no, 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 no. Because you're not. You kind of. It's not demeaning, <laughs> no, is it? You it might be libel at the least. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm saying it in a good way. This is all just hypothetical, anyway. I, well, this is I just guess boy I'll destroy talk. this time machine. This is just educated boy talk because it's not like we're talking about girls in our yearbook. We're talking about girls in history books, right? Yeah. I'm so, gonna have to go with Teddy Roosevelt. What? Uh, my, not t- Teddy. No, Teddy Roosevelt's what? opinion uh, because uh, I like Sacagawea. I think Sacagawea uh, being a Native American, <laughs> having what? having had to deal with. I know it sounded weird. I'm going to have to go, go with, with Teddy Roosevelt. Y'all seen that mustache? Because he is a historical figure. I, two things. Let's get back to quotes without context. Yes. And I will say because we just read uh, a great quote by Teddy Roosevelt. I would like to say my favorite quote by Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. This is actually on the wall in the Natural History Museum, and it says, "It is hard to fail." But it is worse never to have tried to succeed. Mm. And I think that means a lot to everybody. <clears throat> Back to quotes without contact. That's good. That's a solid one. Give me a second with this one because I'm going to try and get in character. Oh, you have to get into character for this? <laughs> Let's all laugh at me, the comedy night guard. No, this is the answer. Sarcasm. Back at you with your humor box. I wasn't laughing. I wasn't pretending to laugh. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want, some sort of battle of humor, do you? No, you don't. Because it would be a bloodbath. Not funny about little bighorn, huh? Who is it? That, oh, I think it's... I think I know who it is. I want to say it's Octavian. No, it's nope. not oh, It's not Steve Coogan. It's the... um. Someone's whose name you just learned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't remember it's his name. It's the um, antagonist. Yeah, it's um one of the night night guards. It's the old... It's uh Mickey Rooney. 
Mr. McPhee, correct. Yes. No, actually, Mr. McPhee was played by Ricky Gervais. Was that Ricky Gervais? That was Ricky Gervais's oh. little snap when he like is going oh, after fucking uh, Ben Stiller's fucking act. He's all like, this is ridiculous. And Ben uh-huh. Stiller's like, this can save the museum because we're losing money. And then Ricky Gervais is like, I guess. Dude, Ricky Gervais was so funny in this. I forgot he was in it. I have Cecil was the name of uh, Mickey Rooney's character, I believe. Uh, no, that's uh, Dick Van Dyke's uh, character, Dick dude. Dick Van Dyke's in this, Dick guys. Dick Van Dyke is in this movie, man. He's killing it. Yeah, dude. He does a great job in this film. Little uh, nod of the hat here for us. Steve Coogan was in a film uh, called Stan and Ollie, and he played Stan Laurel ah. of the comedic duo Oliver, you know, Stan and Stan yes, Laurel, yes. Oliver Hardy. With uh, John C. Riley. Correct. Steve, uh, I'm sorry, Dick Van Dyke directly attributes his comedy, his smile, and a lot of his jokes to Stan Laurel. In fact, before Stan Laurel died, uh, Dick Van Dyke would call him and would spend time with him learning how to uh, encapsulate his character because Stan Laurel's intention was for Dick Van Dyke to play him in a movie. Oh, oh my gosh. And so, so he was prepping him. There's about three, four layers of Stan and Ollie, uh, a comedy duo that's you know, close to my heart uh, in this film, which is another reason that's why I a like this film. Good, I think that's a good so- association. That's yeah. some good movie buff shit. I will. I will give kudos Thank to you, you dude. Hey, one, you. one an episode, you know. <laughs> one. In, that's a lot. Um, let's see. Any more quotes? Do you want to do one more quote? Let's do one more. And up ahead is one of my favorite creatures in the whole museum, the capuchin monkey, a highly intelligent primate known for its loving and generous nature. Do you know who this? It's Miss Lady Thang. Rebecca. Rebecca, oh. the love Ben Stiller's love interest. Forgot about her. Yeah, he. She, it's weird that um, he just kind of throws love interests away as the films go on, because uh, he. Yeah, likes, what's going on? Is it because of his instability? It's because they probably are different screenwriters. It could be that. I mean, let, let's break down Ben Stiller's character. Ben Stiller is an inventor that is failed. He creates something called the Snapper. If I, you guys I, remember, I imagine it's the same character from Envy. I knew you were gonna bring ah. this up because he's a failed inventor. Yes, exactly. So. Um, he creates something called the snapper. Otis, I have to ask you, mm. would you get something called the snapper? It's very much like the clapper where you clap something on and off. We're familiar. But you snap yeah. it on and off. But clap, not everyone can snap it. That's what's on. being made fun of here. Clap on. He's like, actually, the clapper is kind of the same deal. They kind of stole my idea, but whatever. Exactly. Fine. Yes. And he can't get a job because it's on his resume. He, uh, CEO of like the snapper. I'm the inventor of the snapper. Should mm. we put on our resumes CEO or like uh, co-owner of ICVTB? I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd go so far as to put that. Otis, do you think that would be effective, or should, I think we should call it something else? Like, uh, it wouldn't do anything on my resume. So. Under skill sets, I mean, for like an artistic. Fun oh, facts. Yeah, sure, you yeah. don't have a fun facts segment of your resume. Special skills, backflips. <laughs> um, can hold my breath for two minutes underwater. <laughs> also. Uh, know how to set up equipment for a podcast that we've been running for one year. There was a quick little cameo. The taxi driver. Did you catch who the taxi driver was? No. Who? Charlie Murphy. Was it? Yes, sir. Really? Yes, sir. In the very beginning, Charlie Murphy. Rest in peace, my friend. Dude, rest in peace. Dude, I think that's why. So this movie Dang. made five times what it spent. I wasn't so double shock for me because I I mean but it makes sense that they spent that much money for the special effects because it looks great. Yeah. The, the dinosaur doesn't yeah. look. Bad, you know what I mean? Like no, them not freezing doesn't look. It all looks really good for in it my having opinion. been two thousand and six, and for it being fourteen years old. Yeah, dude, it looks fairly good. 
I mean, $110 million. At the time, movies weren't spending that much because the MCU movies was, weren't really emerged. I think, might, I think 06 was when the first Iron Man came out. Yeah, and that was just Marvel Studios. Yeah. And so uh, not as much movies were making that much money. They're Superhero real, films are making mo- that much money now. Titanic. Titanic put that much money in and got that much money out. If yeah, not that more. was like a two-tape... Oh, you remember that VHS? That was a double. That, that was, was a, a double. Two, the thick VHS part two. Yeah, I yeah. That. Yeah. Do you guys? Uh, do you remember? On a quick tangent, do you remember the uh, VHS rewinder? Yeah. <laughs> You'd put it in there, and then kids nowadays did you ever, wait, don't know what that shit is. Before we go to kids being stupid, did you ever try and stop it before the credit or before the commercials? Yes. So you didn't have to fast forward through all yeah. the. Of course. You'd of have course. to like watch into. Yeah. Do you ever revisit your old? favorite movies that are on VHS and you remember no, no, exactly the order of the trailers uh, that were listed no. before no, that movie. No, but we used to have VHS copies of Power Ranger episodes and I used to remember the episodes that we had recorded. Dude, was it? were we talking to you? You were like the only person that had Spongebob episodes on Game Boy Advance yeah, or something like Spongebob that? Yeah, I had Spongebob and Fairly Odd Parents episodes <laughs> as a Game Boy cartridge. Yes. I could watch like, it had like three or four different episodes. Um, was the was, quality good? It was, I watched them, dude. Like it was cool too because like I remember my dad bought me the first one. I think we bought him at Target. He bought me the first one because we were going to LA and, and he was like, here, this will keep you busy for a little while on the drive. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is he really cool. Right. And then t- sure enough, we saw another one and we bought the SpongeBob one. Uh-huh. And uh, I think I may have even thought it was a video game at first. <laughs> You're trying to play. How come, how come no, uh, like, well, Timmy's know, not doing anything? The menu, it comes up and it's like, pick a show. I'm like, oh, an episode. And then. Wow. How about you, Otis? Did you have anything like that? Or did you ever, did your family ever own a car where you could watch movies in it? Because that was fucking futuristic. Yeah, we, yeah. You guys did? Yeah, we had the Sequoia. Is that in your current SUV? Yeah, the Sequoia. We got That's that when I was there? in elementary school. Yo, can wow. we chill in the back of your Sequoia and watch a movie there? We would always put on The Incredibles. Is that weird? You ever, I want nice. to, you ever see a car watching porn in one of those things? No. Whoa. No. Whoa. Oh, sure. Me neither. Hey, um, kids, uh, this will keep you busy for the rest of the car ride. No, for like a bachelor party. No, I'm not going to get my homies horny on the way to a bachelor party. Dude, bachelor parties are all... all never mind. <laughs> okay, go on with what you're going to do. Uh, I was going to talk about the movie. Yeah, oh, okay. go on with what we yes. are supposed to do on this episode. Sacagawea wasn't a tracker. She was a guide and a translator. She she wasn't... Uh, so, you know... Did they slate her as a tracker in this movie? Yeah. Ah. I, mean, I think like, what was accurate. The best tracker. No, but wasn't she with... Um, Lewis she was with Lewis and Clark. David... That is... Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different one. No. Da- David Bowie? No, I was thinking of... Uh... <laughs> Alamo, Davy Crockett. <laughs> uh, no, she was a she was a guide and translator. Her husband was a tracker. Mm. Uh, she was she she took care of. Uh, what they did get accurate in this movie was Lewis and Clark arguing for the entire film. <laughs> That's yeah. They also got that in Almost Famous. Remember that movie? No. What what <laughs> with uh, Matthew Perry and Chris Farley? Oh, where they're like the other Lewis and Clark. Mm-hmm. That movie's actually really funny. We maybe should add that one to the list. We should add a bunch of movies to the list. Too many, too many to count. Uh, Otis, what was your favorite part of the film? The ending, not to spoil it. Ooh, I mean, it was what do just you like a, about the ending? It was just a feel-good party. Well, because it's it. This was directed for kids. Kids need yeah. a happy ending. It was just a feel-good story. They can't end. just kill off Ben Stiller I mean, and be one like of my favorite songs gets played at, at September, the end. right? Yeah, is it September that plays yeah. at the end of this? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, really, it's beautiful. Oh God, such a feel-good party. Mm-hmm. You know, good good ending. Who do you guys remember who plays Achman Ra? Uh, the uh, young, the talented Rami Malik. Not just the young. This is his film debut. Is it really? This what? is his first film debut. 
Oh my gosh. He's actually Egyptian. He is. Too. Yeah. He is. Wow. So they were being uh, ethnically appropriate he, he at the time. Yeah. I'd like before... to find out what that actress who played Sacagawea way is racist. Dude, oh. she's like Mexican or something like that's what they always do. We should be the kind of podcast that tries to be super politically correct and try to tear down other art forms. They're like, hey, that's not, incorrect. Why would you do Bart that? Bart Simpson played by a woman. How could you? If Cleveland can't be voiced by his guy anymore, dude, I know he's Bart dropping Simpson. out. Did you know yeah. that, Otis? Yeah. A lot of voice. You being an aspiring voice actor, Otis, <laughs> by no means is. Aspiring. That's what I'm saying. Aspiring. You do. You have expressed your interest to us in being a voice actor. What is a character that you have down with your voice acting that you could kind of give the baddies a little preview of right now? Just a little taste. Maybe like Stitch or like Schmeagle. Oh, I want to hear. Okay. No, we've heard of Schmeagle. Yeah. (laughs) Can we do more movie stuff? Let's do more movie stuff. Let's do more Um, movie stuff. Another little goof up that is actually a very common goof up that irks me every single time people often call lions uh kings of the jungle which is incorrect because lions don't live in the jungle no they're nomadic first of all and they also live in the sahara yes um but they're actually the their official title is actually really? king of beasts i could believe that and and a lot of people attribute it to king of the jungle because because tarzan in like the 1930s movie fought a lion George of the jungle so everybody mm. thought that he was he was fighting um the king of the jungle mm. Lions are cool, dude. Li- people. <laughs> Lions are cool. No, I mean, let me expand on that. I'm not going to give like an elementary Lions so statement. Cool. Lions uh. are cool. Anyways, Otis, tell me more about your voices. <laughs> dude, he's our guest. No, I, I want to get to know, know about know. him. That's for the Tuesday episode. <laughs> Check out the Tuesday episode with Otis Parker right before this if you haven't yet, by the way. Um, no, but lions are, are super cool. Um, the, the male lions are nomadic, but the lionesses are the ones that They're the fuck shit up. They, yep. Yeah, if you want to know about a progressive race of animals, <laughs> it is the lions. I mean, or I think that's why they call men. it a pride. Oh. Because the, uh, the females the are technically the pride. Mm, oh, that makes sense. But you know what is actually backwards with lions is, is that, that when there cubs? is a pride... Do they what? They do they yep. lick too much of the placenta and they're like, oops, ate you. I don't think you understand how wild animals do. They will just straight up eat their offspring. I did not constantly. know. That. Yeah, so like they have to keep the animals baby lions away from the animals very the rarely guy. keep young around because they want to raise their young and see them get old. They keep young around in case they can't find food. That's common with bears, wolves, lions. Big predators don't keep young around. To raise children, that's a human thing really? to want to watch. Yeah, like all predator. Are you think like the, even the mom? No, I'm talking about. Like, I feel the, like the, the, mom, the mom. Mom's more so. Mom. That's why moms are so defensive of their of their young. Like it's just yeah. built into them. But it's because in the off chance that they run out of food, hmm. who's the first thing that they're gonna eat? What's the first thing they're gonna eat? But that can't be. That can't be accurate a, for all. Not moms. all, but it is a common. Not moms. Common. It's a common trope through apex predators. Apex. So lions for sure. So that's why Christian's mom keeps him around. You think my mom? What? A crazy statement. First of all. You think his mom's an apex predator? (laughs) You think my family's, we are consistent of apex predators. My mom, we are cannibals? You're calling my mom a cannibal now? compliment to her. She keeps me around to eat me? That's why she kept me so plump in my childhood? Because if we went broke and poor, she'd be like, okay, throwing Christian in the oven. Um, (laughs) Movies. Yes. Dick Van Dyke and Mickey Rourke. Two legends in the game. Yes. Is Mickey Rourke Mickey this? Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rourke oh, is like, even... Still an accurate statement. Still an accurate statement. Was he one of the Neanderthals? <laughs> he was the wrestler. <laughs> Mickey Rourke was the wrestler in this movie? Um, 
Mickey Rooney and Dick Van Dyke. Yes. Have been working for a long time. Do you guys know? Can you guess how many films they've done together? Twelve. <laughs> I mean, solid guess. Oh, I thought you meant like combined together. No, and no, I was I like, mean, twelve I mean, is as a duo low. Together. Um, then twelve. Twelve is solid. Twelve. Sure. Final answer. Uh, twenty. Twenty. Final answer. That's my final answer. That's my final answer. Uh, Night at the Museum is their second film together. <laughs> You slated it like they would have had so many films together. Yeah. It's, like they it's were, called a misdirection. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for misdirecting us, dude. People listening. Baddies listening right now are like, that Alex. No, baddies listening what are a like, guy. oh, darn. Shucks. Got me again. Got me again. Fooled, <laughs> fooled again. Oh, in this movie, there is a, oh. <laughs> uh, there is a quote with, with uh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is a... Uh, the boss. His whole comedic game in this film is that he doesn't know sayings. Um, he tries to he's he gives Ben Stiller one more chance at being the night guard at this museum because he fucks up the first night and he says, "All right, you get another chance. Uh, fool me once. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool Only me twice." twice. <laughs> he doesn't know how to finish the phrase and Ben Stiller is like, "Shame on me." And Ricky Gervais is like, "Yes, shame on you." Just did not get it. You've heard George W. Bush's. Slice above that. What? What does he say? He said, "He's like, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool, fool me twice. A, a fool can't be fooled again." <laughs> yeah, he said that's a in J Cole's song, dude. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe like a fool, lot of our fool, presidents. You can't get fooled again. <laughs> there was a, a lot uh, of that's our what presidents. He says. What really? Yeah, it's in J Cole's song. Check it out. There were one, one of the uh, attacks during. Bush's presidency, they were giving him the numbers of, you know, we had 50 Americans who died. There was four Canadians and there was one Brazilian who died. And yeah. Bush goes, holy shit. How many is a Brazilian? <sighs> Man, George Bush, dude. <laughs> George fucking Bush. These are all 2006 jokes, guys. So I hope this is what you're getting. <laughs> so for you young listeners out there that don't know who George Bush is. Some of these is, listeners probably weren't even born yet. Oh, I hope not. Yeah, if we have eleven-year-old <laughs> listeners, you should probably wait a couple. Finish years. school first. Stop listening, little man. Expand your vocabulary. Understand. Watch the movie. Social Watch interaction. The yes, yeah. it is directed toward you. Skip our Tuesday episodes, though. Probably. That's yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Not for you. Um, the uh, I I honestly 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 what honestly. I really enjoy this film. I yes. do think it's the best of the three, of course. I mean, that's usually how franchises work. The f it's hard to top something that is so good. Uh, East Ventura did it. Um, but yeah. I do have a best person on side award. All right, let's hear it. Robin Williams. Yes, that's mine as well. Happy Otis. I do enjoy Robin Williams. We let's all have we can to get to Robin Williams. And talk about Robin Williams then, because we do miss that great soul. And whether some of his comedy was plagiarized or not, who's to say? I still think he's very funny. Yeah, well, someone of that prestige to have passed away so young when he still had so much more to offer, it's heartbreaking, and it just makes us appreciate him that much more. And for him to not have been the main character of this movie, but to have portrayed a role of a historical figure and tackle it so well, there's no one else that I think that could have done it. He does it in such a specific way where... He's doing it true to the actual person, yeah. yet doing it true to the Robin Williams character. 
Yeah. He's making the perfect split between this person who we know existed in real life and did real things and the comedy we've come to know and love from what Robin Williams and what he's able to 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 do. Yeah. You know, I think um Night at the Museum 3 was his last film and uh, I think it's often Really? That was his last? Yeah. Wasn't he just ahead? No, he was just ahead in the second one, I believe. Ah. Because at the Smithsonian they just oh, have a, a bust. Oh, it's a different, yeah. It's a di- that's okay. But Good memory. The th- I forgot one, about that. In the third one, they're selling the museum because ah, yes, yes, the yes, Natural yes, History yes. Museum went under or something. Anyways, I think he does a great job. It's uh, you know, it's I I miss Robin Williams dearly. I think we we, we that's a, a hero of mine as a kid growing up. One of the reasons why I love comedy and improv. You know, his mind yeah, worked man. on a completely different level, a different which tier. Which is why I think you know if you listen to a stand up and see how fast and how many jokes he's spitting out, that's why sometimes. I don't think he knows what he's going to say. So I think sometimes he says stuff that he knows is funny because he's probably heard it. And that's when people are like, oh, that's so-and-so's bit. But he's not doing the full bit. He's just taking maybe that one little asp- that one little bit of it and peppering it into his huge bit. Yeah. And more so, he's probably doing a callback to that comedian. Yeah. He's probably making that kind of reference. Because think about how much of his comedy is Family Guy cutaway references before we had Family Guy cutaway references. You know, That's right. That's right. You can't call it plagiarization because even as every single comedian, every um, every artist, you are influenced, you are inspired in some way. Sure. He's not doing the full bit like you said, but it doesn't mean that he could do a little reference and whatnot. You know, we all have a little bit like I know my comedy. If you were to break it down, you could be like, oh, that's a little bit of so-and-so and that's a little bit of so-and-so. Same with Alejandro. And like Otis, with you being a, a photographer, I'm sure there are elements of other uh, photographers. photographers that you look up to that you and it's emulate. wrong to say you just want to emulate it's, you it's emulate. a form of flattery i think and yeah. i think i think that's what maybe whoever robin williams was referencing what referencing that's my favorite word flub that i've ever heard <laughs> referencing but I, okay let, let's get back to it because yeah, i want to hear what just, you have to it's say it's just a form of flattery and it's um you know, it's a it's a way to, you know, maybe carry on that person's legacy. Just like right now Ooh. we're talking about Robin Williams. And I'm sure you yeah. guys both have bits that you might acting wise or uh, oh, comical improv, skits. Yeah, improv sure. that you guys just use from Robin Williams. It's a form of flattery so and to carry someone carry on someone's legacy. I, yes. I think my little side, my little side words, you know, my little like side comments that I always do. That's probably directly influenced from Robin Williams, bro. That little yeah. like because it's that little voice in the back of my head that I'm now saying out loud. But off to the side, like that's, I think my comedy is directly influenced by Robin Williams. Yeah. And not even just us, like, but other comedians out there. Jim Carrey, for sure, has some elements of Robin Williams sprinkled into his his own uh, persona. Yeah, man. Bay Area native, Bay Area lifelong liver. Man, he loved this place. He loved this. uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. He he has a house in um, In San Francisco. Um, uh, Tiburon. Tiburon, yes. Tiburon. I, mean, he, I think the... he had houses in a couple of places. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, dude. Um, Is that why Miss Doubtfire was filmed in San Francisco? I think Could that probably be. had something to do with it. No, I was just curious. Like, imagine, like, he doesn't have to travel or leave his family to have to film. He's just do like, okay, have... going home. Do you have a favorite Robin Williams film? Dude, that's that's a heavy question. Bicentennial Man Ooh. has stuck with me. 
for so long and having watched it as a child and it still holds up also and in it san still francisco holds up. also in san francisco do you remember that movie otis is it bad to say i've never watched it uh no, no it's not bad it's one okay. of his it's actually really exciting because you I could watch I, it i think i didn't watch it because the cover art scared me yeah that makes I sense i think that's why because it's a pretty it's old a, movie right? it's all 99 i think yeah i think the cover art scared me so that's why i didn't watch because it. their idea of the future was like 2015 16 holy shit. crap that movie does jump from well. one time period to another well do you understand the, the what the premise is no i didn't so, even read the back so the bicentennial man is this uh well he's a man who lives in both centuries he is a robot at the end of the 19th century oh. they create these robot butlers that you can buy and yeah. have in your home and this gentleman has the money to have one and he buys one and his family ends up you know living with this robot for their entire lives they love this robot this caretaker who's been with the children as they grew up who took care of them when they fell off their bikes who made their meals and is learning about humans as he's going through learning little idioms and learning little things and even though being a robot being immortal being so smart where you could like read by just blinking at a page and you you internalize all that info on a page even though that might be desirable to some of us flawed humans he all he wanted to be was human like the rest okay. of everyone else because all sense. he wanted to do was love i'm pretty sure in the movie he falls in love with one of the girls and the witnesses her, yeah with the daughter and witnesses so he her watch, grow old. watches her grow up and he falls in love with her and he's able to have a surgery where he's able to have like a human he's able to have like real tissue as mm -hmm. skin put on him yeah. he's able to have like real flesh put on so he looks like a person and as technology progresses as the world goes on he's able to replace bits and bits and pieces of him until he's essentially all human parts oh. and he's spoilers gets to this point where he <laughs> wants to die a human but he's a robot so he's not going to die with the rights of a human and he's like goes oh, to court wow and he has this i like, forgot that it went it into that there. he has this moment where he's like pleading with the court and he tells the judge he goes don't you have a a robotic kidney in you and she goes yes and he goes to the other judge he goes don't you have a robotic heart and don't you have a robotic lung aren't we all the same so doesn't that make you part robot how come when i have those parts put in me it doesn't make me part human yeah. and he's able to he actually i think even the saddest part is he dies right before they officially call him a human so he doesn't even necessarily oh, get he doesn't to, get to experience to die as a human but he doesn't have to because he dies holding hands with the woman he loved. He got to live the life that he did, a long life. And like he has children, I believe, too, at one point. Man, that movie, having been made a Definitely long time ago, still deep. very relevant. Deep. I mean, it's just like identity. I think a lot of his movies are just deep. I mean, yeah, even man. like the creepy ones like Death to Smoochie or like, what was the what, photo, 24-hour photo, photo, uh, photo yeah. booth? One-hour photo. One-hour photo. One, that was creepy. That you watch that? Yeah. Holy that one. crap. It's giving me goosebumps thinking about that the one, end right now. That one like had me second guess. Like, is this really the Robin Williams I grew up with? And that's why he's so talented. I do want to say, you know, a lot of people think when he killed him, when he passed away, he killed himself, right? Yeah. Through uh, sexual asphyxiation. or um, Was by, it sexual? By hanging. It was not, actually. Just asphyxiation. It, it yeah. wasn't even necessarily suicide. What he had was he had a form of dementia called degenerative dementia, where his brain is literally eating itself and telling himself to do things and hear things and say things and act things. So he had no control over himself. It's almost like he was murdered, yeah. except the hands that did it were his own. Yeah. And his, that, I think, is His wife did talk about that, about saying it. that it was he was depressed because of was. this mental uh, illness. Because he knew because he was... Because of this disease. Because he knew he was losing his brain. He's he knew he was losing everything. reality, dude. Mm -hmm. But uh, what's ironic... Uh, a movie that he came out with maybe a year or two before he had passed was called World's Greatest Dad. And mm. it's... With John Travolta? Uh, no, no, not at What's all. What's the one with John Travolta? No clue. I don't know what you're talking about. But World's Greatest Dad is this dark comedy. 
And it's just, it's uncanny because what happens in that movie is that uh, his son that he doesn't, that he has a flawed relationship with accidentally dies due to sexual asphyxiation. Yikes. He like uh, ties like a rope to a doorknob and it jacks off like while being like choked, but then it just goes too far and he dies and he walks in on his son being as- asphyxiated. And for him to have died by asphyxiation two years later in this dark comedy and in this dark comedy where he's depressed. Guys, check that out. You guys... You guys have to. The John Travolta one I was thinking about is way different. Old dogs. It's like oh uh, the bikers. No, that's, no, that's wild. Oh, that's wild. wild. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But also with John Travolta. <laughs> but also with John. Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah that's no, what this I was is like, one where, him, where he's with Robin Williams, and that's also really funny. The other Robin Williams movie I love more than anything else that I think is super underrated is Cadillac Man. Which I've talked oh, about it in the past before. He's a car salesman. He's a car salesman, and you think it's going to be about him being a sleazy car salesman, and then it turns into like a hostage situation, and then the whole rest of the movie is him like being taken hostage by this gunman, and him trying to like talk the gunman out of doing it. Dude, if I was that gunman, a gun is down. If it's Robin Williams talk, if I'm I'm talking to, he could charm me into like not doing anything harmful. Do you have a favorite Robin Williams film? Yeah, I just I and oh, it I just guess, came to you. I is it Aladdin? No, I do love Everyone Loves Genie. I just watched it and it was on my bucket list and I can't even think of the name, but it's with. Um, Describe it. it if I, I like tell you the story. actor, it's with um Matt Damon, Robin oh, Williams, Goodwill Hunting, Goodwill Hunting, oh, and that Goodwill Hunting, Dead Poet Society, mm-hmm. and uh, what was the other really serious one we just talked about? Bicentennial Man are his three. I think best dramatic works. Ever. I think yes. I I love I can literally quote oh. when he's talking to Matt Damon in the park. He's like you, he's so like good. you can you can tell me what page you know of the Sistine Chapel, but can have you ever loved a woman? Have you like just mm-hmm. you really feel his emotion and there's I think poeticism. That's by, yeah, in that. a lot of his lines. I think by far mm-hmm. best uh best, my favorite Robin Williams movie that I recently watched maybe about a couple months ago. It's a good one. I honestly think Robin Williams is underrated. Because he has fun and because he does films like Old Dogs, you know what I mean? People are like, oh, fucking Robin Williams, like that 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 guy. But I think when you give him a chance to do a big thing, he can he yeah, did he the most. Yes, I absolutely agree. Rated? Shout out to that guy. Shout out to Robin Shout Rest out. in peace, Robin Rest Williams. Yes. Uh, he would have been 69 just two weeks ago. Man, that's young. Goat. That is absolutely goat. young. Yes. Um, uh, what would you rate this film? Five out of five, easily. I give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. I give it a four out of five only because it's a kids film, you know, and I and it's hard for me to look at kids films and be like, this is like this is art. a piece of art. Yeah. I get so that. four out of five. It's a good film. Very how, funny. I think it's worth looking at again. How about you, Otis? I would give it a five out of five only because I'm looking at it from a different point of view. I think you guys look at it from an artistic point of view. I think I look at I'm looking at it from just an entertainment point of view. Gotcha. I was very it is entertained. entertained. Value. Yes. Um, so I mean the numbers five five. prove it. Five hundred million dollars. Five hundred thirty-seven. Holy hundred shit, million dollars. Half a bill. Half a billion, bro. Um, Otis, do you want to sign us off? Otis, thank you for joining us here today, Thanks man. For inviting yeah. me back. You want to shout out your, your handles? Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, check out my. Uh, IG photos by Otos hashtag or my real <laughs> my real tag uh, pics by underscore op check out 
and Appreciate hashtag the follow. You can hashtag yeah. uh, hashtag photos, photos by Ojo. hashtag photos. You can follow Ojo's. me at call underscore me Jesus, and you can follow me at Christian has asthma. Uh, follow the podcast at ICBTB podcast. As always, guys, drop us an email, send us a, a review, five star likes. Follow yes. our pages on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just thanks Google for rocking with us for this entire freaking time, y'all. Yeah, guys, we thanks, have baddies. we have some fun stuff coming up. A couple franchises we're gonna d- dive deeper into. A yeah. couple of mm-hmm. cooler things, and then Christian's gonna get open heart surgery on air next week. So yeah. uh, we'll uh, have that to look forward to as well. Yeah, nice. we'll be uh, recording and filming that. Um, oh. It'll be a live Q&A at the same time as my open heart surgery. Yeah, don't ask too many questions for Christian. Naturally, he will be under anesthetic, but uh, I yeah. will answer as many and all as I can. Otis will be performing the surgery, so thanks, dude. Yeah, sh- uh, shout out to Otis. Yeah, so collabs with Otis include photo shoots and uh, open heart surgery. surgeries. Yeah, life-saving yeah. surgeries. Thank you, Hashtag dude. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. All right, Jesus. let's get out of here. Bye, y'all. Dude, Sing dude. us out, Otis. It can't be that bad. Oh, it can't be that bad. Oh.